from the physical therapy standpoint, and I'm sure you see this from the cardiology standpoint, the patients that I see who may have had an injury, may have had some type of uh, medical condition, who are more active, who live a more active and exercise-based lifestyle, always had better outcomes. Wow. Always had better outcomes. So um, without a doubt, exercise, healthy li lifestyle, healthy living helps those people recover quicker and it helps them recover more fully. Good day. This is Dr. Vats with the About That Life podcast, the podcast that focuses on life or living intentionally forever. This podcast is for anyone who wants to focus on life through the lens of fitness, nutrition, and health literacy. Over these next few weeks, what we're going to do, we're going to start to break down the tenets of lifestyle medicine. Now, I know you're wondering, what is lifestyle medicine? Number one, it's mind-body wellness. Number two, it's exercise. Number three, it's diet or nutrition. Number four, sleep hygiene. Number five, getting rid of those risky substances. And number six is being socially connected. If you make that acronym, it will be MEDS, M-E-D-S-S-S. First, we're going to tackle, you ready for this? Exercise. Exercise has always been thought to be the great equalizer, but we know that there are certain risks that occur with exercise. This week, we'll be talking to a special friend of mine, Dr. Corey Glass. He's a doctor of physical therapy that specializes in fitness and health through all walks of life. Whether you're recovering from injury or trying to optimize your fitness, Dr. Glass has strategies to help you do that. Now, remember, the big question I'm asking everybody is, did you take your meds, not your medications, M-E-D-S-S-S, mind, body, health, exercise, diet, sleep hygiene, social connectedness, and finally getting rid of those risky substances. Well, today is an important day because it's one of the days that I really like. I'm working with a friend of mine as well as an expert in his field. As we broach the concept or the conversation around exercise, who better to hear it from than a doctor of physical therapy? Today I have with me Dr. Corey Glass, who has practiced physical therapy for almost 20 years. His approach comes from a long lifetime of dealing with sports-related injuries and being an athlete himself. And I'll tell you, his sons are the athletes as well. And so what we're going to talk about today is how to jump into exercise. But we're going to learn a little bit about Dr. Glass before we get started. So, Dr. Glass, thank you for joining us today. And, and what I wanted to know is what made you consider physical therapy and, and uh, what, what made you choose that vocation? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. February is a very important month. Um, I'm glad to be here with you. It really started for me as a way of staying active. I always had a, a strong foundation and a strong background in exercise. Love to exercise, love sports, love the sports-themed part of life. Um, so physical therapy was naturally just something that I gravitated towards. Initially, I didn't know that I wanted to be a physical therapist, but I knew I wanted to do something with patients and exercise. So years later, getting to college, really started learning about the different realms and the different avenues of healthcare, And it led me to physical therapy. Wow. So and I love it. I've loved it. No, I could. I mean, just the passionate. With, and I tell you, he's my physical. He doesn't know. I ask him questions all the time. And, and what I'll say is he has a background in both biology and chemistry. And so with that, he adds a certain level of 
of, of scientific expertise to it that sometimes you don't find everywhere. Now, what I'll say is the American College of Cardiology uh, for the past several years has made a push to focus on lifestyle habits to improve health. Again, as we learned last week, you know, optimism, gratitude, various things like that can improve your overall health, even though the data is still emerging. Well, in the context of exercise, there's no question. The more you exercise, the lower your cardiovascular risk. Now, what I'll do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss this over to the doctor here so he can expound on that. Now, now, what's your take on the benefits of physical activity or exercise and your overall health? Absolutely paramount. Um, from the physical therapy standpoint, and I'm sure you see this from the cardiology standpoint, the patients that I see who may have had an injury, mm -hmm. may have had some type of uh, medical condition, who are more active, who live a more active and exercise-based lifestyle, always had better outcomes. Wow. Always had better outcomes. So um, without a doubt, exercise, healthy li lifestyle, healthy living helps those people recover quicker and it helps them recover more fully. So, sorry. So we get it. I'm a former, I know I don't look like it now, but I'm a former student athlete. Uh, he's a former student athlete, but I don't look like it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess the question is for those folks that never really bought into exercise, never really used exercise to improve their health, to do those, where does someone get started? How do you start with exercise? Really, for those, uh, the people who aren't going to be very exercise minded, mm -hmm. I always start them at a lower level. They're not going to get out there and want to run 20 miles. They're not going to get out there and pick up 200 pounds of weight. They're just not going to do it. That's going to hurt them. It's going to make them sore. So something simple, isometric contractions, holding your breath mm -hmm. in, contracting your abdominal muscles, taking a walk around the block it may seem like not much to you or I, but for 65-year-old Mrs. Jones who never exercised, wow. that's something that is actually a challenge for her. So you have to tailor the approach to the individual patient. Okay. Are the individual person. Um, again, when they begin to have health related issues, mm -hmm. if they have a more exercise minded approach to life, they'll do better. So my approach overall, when it comes to exercise, when it comes to physical therapy is I believe each patient deserves an individualized approach to their exercise routine or their physical therapy regimen. Wow. Okay, so what works for Dr. Batts will not work for 80-year-old Mrs. Jones. Wow. So you have to really take the patient as they are and tailor that approach to them and make it fun. Make it something that they'll be willing to engage in three days a week to five days a week to hopefully seven days a week. But you've got to start with the small steps to get them more engaged and active and involved in their own care when it comes to exercise. Well, I, I love your approach, and it, and it really kind of speaks to the move that we see not only in cardiology, but in medicine as a whole, in, into what we call personalized medicine. Yes. Um, in some cases, we've even thought about there are certain genetics or certain exercises. You mentioned one, and I'm not even going to try to explain what isometrics, right, where it probably would benefit everybody, but in certain groups, it might have more benefit. Then he talked about walking and various things. So 
that personalized approach is, is what I really think sets apart, you know, just someone jumping out there without any plan or without any strategy. The other thing you said that was key, and, and maybe I need to uh, come see you more often, is he talked about an exercise mindset. One that, that understands you're not going to achieve every goal on day one, but it takes a little time. Now, now in thinking that, I can tell you my patients, they like microwave results. They like to tear their bottom up over time and say, Dr. Badge, fix me in one visit. So, Absolutely. so what's the biggest hurdle, I guess I would ask you, to, to people starting exercise or continuing exercise? I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, everyone wants the results right now and mm-hmm. fast. And unfortunately, the way the human body works, that's just not what happens. Mm. So you have to take it on a day by day, week by week, month by month mm. basis. One of the biggest things I tend to tell people is if I start my diet plan right now and I look at myself in the mirror and I go hard every single day, I may not see the results on a day by day basis. However, my neighbor who hasn't seen me in a month, may say, man, you look like you've been working out. Why is that? Because they can see the results much, much better than I can looking at myself on a day-by-day basis. The same approach goes to exercise and exercise prescription. You're not going to see the results day-by-day just by looking at yourself. But if you take it on a month-to-month or a week-to-week basis, you'll definitely begin to see the results. Wow consistency Mm -hmm. is going to be the key. Uh Staying with it the three to five days a week for those beginners. And again, if it's more of an advanced or uh, a high caliber athlete, collegiate professional Mm -hmm. athlete, six days a week, seven days a week, even for some of those guys. So um, consistency, tailoring that approach and not expecting to conquer the world in one day. Okay, Dr. Benz, I hear you. Consistency, not conquering the world, but what about if you don't know a lot of exercises? I mean, you know, push-ups, a, a sit-up here or there, but there's a lot of folks out there listening that, that know a couple of exercises. They might know to walk. I mean, I mean, how do they go about it? Because, now, now answer this, should they do the same exercises every day? You absolutely can do the same exercises every day. Mm-hmm. However, it'll get a little bit mundane, which will maybe make you not want to do it so much anymore. Okay. So I would definitely, uh, for that individual person, have them either consult their therapist or their physician mm-hmm. and say, hey, do you have a different packet of exercises of different movements that I can do? Okay. Very easily and very readily available, especially to those who really seek it out. For- um, so double-headed approach. It's good to do the same exercises because you can create that consistency, mm-hmm. especially for the 65-year-old or the 80-year-old who's not so much into fitness. Mm-hmm. However, you don't want them to burn out on the same thing on a daily basis, so you have to give it a little bit of flexibility and make it fun for them. Excellent. And I, and I like the fun aspect. I mean, and, and, I, and I think I told you, I'm, I'm a Zumba instructor now. I, <laughs> of course. And, and that was the big reason why I, uh, I started doing Zumba. Not that I, uh, I didn't like the weight room or I didn't like how I felt when I lifted weights. It was just as my body, uh, I'm not going to say aged, I'm going to say matured, my knees and, and low back wow. hitting. Yeah, yes, I had to adjust. And so that was where that came in to, to mix it up on right. a couple of days. Well, far, right, Dr. Glass. Um, it's been great discussing exercise, but we're going to we're going to stay in the realm of exercise. But something that I'm finding, uh, at least in a cardiac space, 
is post-COVID, right? You know, and unfortunately, COVID-19 has disproportionately affected communities of color with African-Americans outpacing many other uh, ethnic contemporaries uh, in both hospitalizations, mortality, and long-term morbidity from COVID-19. Now, um, there was a few studies that came out uh, from the one that kind of brings in my head is uh, a clinical trial that came out from New Orleans, where they looked at patients across the spectrum. They looked at both African-Americans and white patients. And what they saw was that when you normalize for risk factors, those being hypertension, uh, diabetes, yes. cholesterol, and obesity, the overall clinical outcomes were the same. So what we're seeing is that individuals that are plagued with uh, these, I guess, comorbid conditions that are largely due to lifestyle oftentimes have worse outcomes. Now, Absolutely. when we bring it back into the space of exercise, what are you seeing with, with patients across the spectrum uh, kind of post-COVID, if you could touch on that? Excellent points, uh, Dr. Batson. and I will tell you from the physical therapy standpoint, especially when dealing with my colleagues who are in the uh, long-term care mm. or the skilled nursing, or they're really getting people who are long COVID, what we call impatience, um, it is an absolute necessity, and, and I can't reiterate this point enough. The patients that we're seeing who are extremely debilitated, um, two months or three months ICU uh, in some cases, all of them live sedentary lifestyles. Most of them had um, a numerous pre-existing conditions such as being morbidly obese, mm -hmm. um, being diabetic, being uh, just a number of different health issues. But it all comes back to one simple thing and one simple point. The ones that are not being seen in that type of realm, lived a healthier lifestyle. They were off the couch. They happened to contract COVID, but they, for the most part, mm -hmm. did reasonably well. What we're seeing is the people who are really struggling to get back to the baseline of activities of daily living, such as being able to stand in toilet, being able to stand and transfer to even a wheelchair. The people who are having big time difficulty with that lived a sedentary lifestyle, they were morbidly obese, and they had a host of other issues that many of could have been prevented or at least weren't as extreme had they lived a more exercise-based or a healthier lifestyle. Wow. Barna. So again, and again, I didn't, I didn't say this guy. This is a, a doctor, an expert saying that lifestyle changes. Right. Remember, you're not going to get it all back in one day, but making subtle adjustments. He said, you know, walking, uh, you know, just tightening your, your core, so to speak, or doing different things to, to help your body, because it's as good. And again, I am pro vaccine. There's no question. I am pro vaccine. But the vaccine itself is not a force shield. Right. So so even if you are vaccinated, you still need to take strategies to improve your lifestyle, whether that's starting an exercise program, meeting with your physician and coordinating, okay, I need to get healthier before I start. Whatever you need to do, as he said, if you, if, if you do happen to get it, the fact going into it, if you're healthier, then overall, you're going to be better. So again, understand that everything you do with your lifestyle impacts you from now moving forward. Again, I've learned a ton, and, and I hope that uh, the folks watching have as well. I know they have. 
But what I would say is if you had any closing points or closing key things uh, for folks to take away, um, what would they be? First and foremost, get off the couch. Get off the couch and get your body moving. A body that's in motion will tend to do better as you age, as you begin to develop those health issues that inevitably will come. Um, but get off the couch, make sure you stay active, start easy, go for a walk around the block, go check the mailbox by walking instead of driving. Um, little things like that can make huge gains overall. And most importantly, again, I'll reiterate it, get off the couch and move. I like that. I like, again, get off the couch and move. And, and, and I'm going to get up here in a second, but what, if, if folks want to want to find you or, or look at, you know, if you put something out there, where can they find you at? On uh, social media or anything like that? Social media handles, you can see me at Corey Glass 11. At Corey Glass 11 is a Twitter handle. Uh, Facebook, my first name is Corey, last name is Glass. Uh, that's about it. Hey, well, that counts. So, again, I won't say bombard him with questions, but I can tell you, once this camera cuts off, I'm going to be asking him some about better movement strategies that I can take. Now, again, as we take this journey this month and we look at lifestyle as being a way to change or shift that dynamic, remember, the healthier you are going in will oftentimes be the healthier you are going out. And most importantly, again, it's not about perfection, but it is about progress. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Hey, this is Dr. Betts. If you enjoyed anything about what you heard, give us a five-star review. If you want to hear different content or have other questions, let us know on all platforms so we can help you live intentionally forever.